is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to Be You Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, it's Jill Herman with Be You creator and host of BU Podcast. And we are today celebrating our two-year anniversary or our second birthday. And I want to say thank you so much to all of you. You've heard me say it before, but there would be no BU Podcast. Well, there would be no success to the BU Podcast if it weren't for you. So we're co-creating this together. I can talk and talk and talk into this microphone And it doesn't matter how good it is if I don't have people listening and then sharing the episodes and paying it forward to other people, it doesn't become anything. And this podcast has definitely become something. I would be proud of it even if it hadn't. And you'll hear why in this episode. This has been a passion project of mine. This has been a way for me to process emotions and feelings and thoughts and discover things. And you've heard the saying, I don't know what I think till I hear myself speak. That applied. This has been a personal development journey and a growth experience for myself. Whether people were listening or not, it has been that for me. But because you have shared it and shared and shared and shared and paid it forward, so many more people have had the experience of BU Podcast. And because of that, we have listeners all over the world and we have hit the charts of top 100, which is a really, really, really big deal, a really big deal, multiple times in multiple categories and in multiple countries. I didn't even realize that it was a big deal until someone in the industry who works with some of the biggest podcasts in the world told me what a big deal it was. And it's even hard to take in right now. But thank you for that. And that is because of you. We did this together. But as I said, even without tangible success, I would be here still talking into this microphone for reasons that you will hear in today's episode. But I'm really glad that you've been on this journey with me. And I really hope you stay on this journey with me and grow with me and that we grow as a community. One thing I see for BU Podcast is a beautiful community of listeners who at some point gather in person. I see myself combining my certification as a coach, my years, over 13 years in business, 
and my experience in creating online events over the years and putting on live events in a previous business of mine, combining all that with the podcast and hosting retreats and live events for the women who align with the message of BU. I know that's coming in the next couple of years. So I see that for us. And I'm really excited about our future. So what are the top 10 life lessons that I have learned from two years of consistent podcasting? Okay, drum roll. The first is to always follow the nudge, to always honor my intuition to listen to the message from God, even when it's a really jumbled whisper. Now, I don't believe that your creator, my creator, comes to us with confusion. I believe that it's always very clear. But sometimes it sounds jumbled and faint and almost like it's difficult to decode or understand, not because the messenger is sending it that way, but because we have things that are covering up our ears, covering up the way we actually hear truth. And when we tune into our true intuition by uncluttering and declogging and cleaning out our vessel and getting quiet, like really, really, really quiet, the messages become very clear. And when we work that muscle regularly by tuning in and listening and receiving messages. It becomes much more clear, but also easier to get the downloads. And what I learned from this podcast experience over and over and over again, even in the middle of episodes where I could feel myself channeling messages I get uncomfortable using the word channel and that that really is what it is, downloading, channeling. When your creator, my creator, you know, when spirit, when the Holy Spirit, when God, the divine, when love's voice speaks through us and you're speaking and you don't even know what you're saying. Has that ever happened to you? That happens to me almost every time I record. But not just because of that, but the whisper and the nudge to just start the podcast This podcasting for two years has reminded me that when I got that message to start the podcast, it made no sense to me or anyone else around me, but I'm really, really glad that I honored it. It's never the wrong path. It might be the messy path. It might be the ugly path. It might be the path that brings you lots of painful lessons, but it's never the wrong path. So always, always follow that nudge, whether it's the inkling to start a project, whether it's the whisper or the hint that you get to make a big life decision, whatever it is, follow your intuition, follow the nudge. And two years of BU taught me this. I learned this right away. But then every episode, it became more and more and more clear. It's actually been illustrated in conversations with people who want to be on the show. It's been illustrated in situations that you don't even know about where I have recorded with people and I've decided not to air the episodes. It has been illustrated when I have decided to change things up at the last minute, 
when I decided to take a long hiatus over the summer that I never saw coming after I promised myself I would be consistent no matter what for two years, following the nudge is always the move. Okay, number two of my biggest lessons that apply to all of life, by the way, that I learned from two years of BU. Start before you're ready. That's something we hear all the time. And you're going to think I started before I was ready because I told you I decided to do it before I knew what I was what I was doing, et cetera, et cetera. I tend to be someone who just says, yep, go, I'm going. I don't need to know, under, understand how to do it. I don't need to have all the answers. But I'm going to confess something to you. I prepped way too much for this podcast, but not having anything to do with what I was going to say, which isn't that the most important thing? Nope. I spent months spending way too much money with quote-unquote experts. Some of them aren't even in business anymore. Can you believe that? Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because someone told me I should and I believed what they said because they were the expert. I didn't listen to my intuition. I didn't go with my gut and I didn't start messy. And I spent so much money with a company that's no longer in business, by the way, I found out later that they had never even helped anyone launch a, launch a podcast before, but they were so excited to get me as a client and they were so excited to tell me that they knew more than I did. And they're nice people, by the way, but I spent a lot of money trying to figure out the logo and the title and I mean, months figuring out the freaking logo, really? It's B-U, B-E-Y-O-U. <laughs> I mean, my my husband with my approval ended up coming up with the final look. You know, I spent all this money and all this time with this company and picking something and, oh my God, meeting after meeting. And I was like, what are we doing? Well, they know more than me. And at the end of the day, my husband's like, Jill, why don't you just use the picture that your photographer took of you and then we put BU next to it with a white background. And that is what you see today still for the cover of BU Podcast. Now, again, I can't say that I regret that experience because having that experience allows me to tell you what I'm telling you now. Don't do that. (laughs) One of my friends said that she used to tell her kids all the time. She would look at the way other kids behaved and she would say, you see that? Don't do that. (laughs) See that? Don't do that. Well, I'm doing that with you now. I'm glad I learned the lesson. I wasted my money and not yours. You see that? Don't do that. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be like so messy that it it's a jumbled mess and the sound quality is bad. And you're, you know, I heard a podcast today and I was like, Whoa, okay, well, no judgment, totally fine, but it's probably not going to be super successful because the sound was so bad and there was clearly zero preparation whatsoever. So you don't have to get that messy. But when we use the word messy, what, what I mean here is not trying to be perfect but having some plan. So start before you're ready and don't assume that any expert knows more than your own intuition when it comes to your business, whatever it is, podcast or whatever. Okay, number three lesson that I learned that applies to all of life. You're gonna say, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Some of these are lessons we already know, but they became abundantly clear in this process for me. Yes, it takes money to make money, right? In businesses, you have to invest before you're actually seeing a profit. That's like a basic business lesson. However, 
have a plan for how you're going to monetize your business and when you expect to be making money and stick to that or be okay with being in the red longer than you want to. And that's what's happened with me. So you may have heard me say this before, but BU Podcast still is not monetized. I spend money every single month with no financial return whatsoever. It's gotten to the point where, you know, I'm just sort of like burning money at this point. I don't spend much. The company that I use that does all the amazing editing, they have such great prices, but I'm still spending money. And the way to monetize a podcast, I know this episode isn't necessarily about podcasting, but I get questions like this all the time. There are many ways to monetize. You know, you could be an affiliate for products. You can have companies sponsor your podcast. Um, Or what most people do is their episodes, the audience that they grow feeds into a business they have. And the business many times when you're in this space that I am of personal growth or personal development is coaching, right? Hey, I've got this great course or I'm having this great retreat. I'm having this online event um, and I give you a link and you sign up for that and that's how I make money and that's also how I support the podcast. Well, I haven't done any of that. And a lot has come up with me around that that has nothing to do with the podcast and that is different money blocks I've had. You know, I thought I didn't have any money blocks whatsoever. What I realized is that I have some regret, some feelings I have not resolved yet, and some mild PTSD. I'll call it PTSD. Um, No insult to people who actually have real PTSD, but PTSD around my years in network marketing slash MLM slash direct sales, whatever you want to call it. People tell you that it's not the same. It pretty much is. So my 13 years in the industry was amazing. And I also have some regret and some PTSD. I stayed way too long, longer than I wanted to. And I had no boundaries and I did everything for everyone. No one's fault but mine, by the way. I allowed a company to take advantage of me. I allowed a company to censor me. Um, I basically sold myself and outsourced my worth and my autonomy for a paycheck because I was afraid of losing that business. And because of that, I realized that on this podcast, although I've had so many offers and so many opportunities to make enough money, at least to pay for the podcast, let alone making a profit, which I deserve to make a profit. You deserve to make a profit from whatever business you have, whatever passion project you have. It's not bad or wrong to make money. I'm not making money, quote, off my listeners. My listeners, I'm assuming you would agree, don't want me to be in the red. You don't want me to spend money every month on this podcast and just give it away to you for free and not get anything in return. One, because you know that's not going to last. And two, because that's just humans caring about humans. And I think it's also common sense. But what I realized is that because of my experience before in business and the way it ended so ugly and badly, and I felt so depleted, I realized that I was taking that experience and letting it be the lens that I looked through when I looked at the opportunities to make money on BU Podcast. And so when I looked at affiliate deals and any kind of sponsorships, they were right in front of me. But I was actually willing to burn money. God, it hurts to say this. Burn money before I was willing to confront that and really face 
the fact that I felt like if I signed any deal with any company that I would have golden handcuffs and I would be right back where I was, where I couldn't escape or I would have to do it a certain way or somebody would sort of own me. Really interesting stuff came up for me. What does that have to do with you and your life? Well, I think it has a lot to do with you and your life because there are experiences that you've had in the past that you have no idea are creating the lens through which you are seeing your present. They're creating the lens through which you're seeing present relationships, present situations in and out of business. And it's important to be willing to see that and admit that. And that's what has happened with me. The other lesson that applies to you in your life is, you know, if you're not making money or not making the money that you feel you deserve or that you want, why not? Look in the mirror. It's you. The only reason I have not made money on BU Podcast is because of me. It's also been some martyrdom. It's been some, I'm afraid it'll be like it was before. Wah, wah, wah. Whatever it is, I've created this and I need to decide how it will be different. Lesson number four. This is a basic business principle that applies to any passion project. It also applies to getting in shape. It applies to nutrition. It applies to personal growth. It applies to really all of life. And that is success can only happen when we are consistent, when we are willing to show up consistently, put the effort and the work in. I know we don't like the word work. We can't be so in our feminine that we're afraid to talk about work. (laughs) It doesn't mean you're in hustle mode when you work, right? But consistency plus hard work plus growth, meaning being willing to look bad, being willing to do it messy, et cetera. But consistency over a long period of time, a long period of time. Two years is a long time. So this podcast is successful for many reasons, but one reason it's successful is because I was willing to apply the same principles that I applied to grow a very successful multi-million dollar business in the past. And that is to show up when I didn't want to show up, to show up when I didn't feel ready, to show up when I felt messy or insecure, to show up when no one was watching, to show up when no one was listening, to show up consistently over and over and over and over again, no matter what was happening in my life, no matter how I felt about it, and doing that over a long period of time, not expecting success right away. It's interesting. I said in a an Instagram post about this podcast, something I'll say with this lesson number four, and that is one of the reasons this podcast has been successful is because I absolutely decided it would be successful and expected it to be successful. However, I had no attachment whatsoever to it being successful. That applies to every area of your life. Expect it to go well. Assume it will go well. Decide that you deserve for it to go well, whatever it is, but have no attachment whatsoever to it going the way you want it to go. Right there is such a beautiful secret to life. Lesson number five, this is so convenient, be you. Really, being my authentic self on this podcast with huge risk, risk of being made fun of, which I was, 
I had people from high school be such mean girls on Facebook last year that, I mean, I blocked all of them and I honestly was a little choked up and my felt like I was punched in the gut because they were making fun of me promoting the podcast. And one of them said, Jill Herman, be you. And they all like laughed. It was like middle school mean girls. It was awful. Being yourself, even when people laugh at you, when they mock you, when they don't buy from you, when they don't listen to what you're doing, understanding that being yourself is polarizing. Being yourself is polarizing. Because if you're truly yourself, you're not going to appeal to everyone and you're not going to appeal to most people and you've got to be okay with that. Trying to be polarizing is manipulative and it's predictable and people can see right through it. But naturally being polarizing because you are being your authentic self, you're, you have such sovereignty in yourself, that is such a good thing. Being willing to be polarizing, meaning being willing to see people mock you, not like you, not buy from you, not wanting to sell to, quote unquote, sell to everybody, knowing that not everybody is your avatar, that most people aren't, knowing that you will resonate only with the people you are meant to resonate with. That is such a secret to success. And this podcast reaffirmed that for me. Not trying to appeal to the world allows you to really, really, really resonate with the people who are meant to resonate with you. If you're trying to appeal to everybody, you'll sort of resonate with some people, but you'll never really find your people because they will sense that you aren't really there. You kind of have one foot in, you kind of have one foot out. You're worrying about what, about what people are saying or thinking, your people pleasing is coming up, your insecurities are coming up. But if you're really willing to be yourself, oh, you will find your people and you can't unfind them after that. Lesson number six, not only will not everybody support you, it's very likely that the people closest to you, your own family, your own siblings, some of your closest friends will get very uncomfortable with whatever it is that you are doing if it's not something you did before. Because it will cause them to question their own safety. And when we use the word safety on BU, I know you know what that means. It's not actual safety. It's the feeling that our subconscious mind has around safety. Because what is safety? Safety is what's familiar. So when you change, a lot of people get very uncomfortable with that. They don't realize that's what it's triggering in them, but that's what it's triggering in them. So they will pull away. Some of the people in my life who I'm closest to have never asked me about this podcast, have never mentioned it, have never supported it, have never once listened, but they don't even like say a nice comment on Facebook if something comes up about it. They don't ask me about it when I ask them about their career and their job and they know exactly what I do. Getting really comfortable with that and okay with that grows you in ways that you cannot even imagine. Deciding to focus on those who do support you with no attachment to the support and with no resentment towards those who aren't supporting you is peace. And it's another part of the recipe for success in life. Not making up a story about why people aren't supporting you, not assuming people aren't supporting you when they might be and you don't even know it. One thing I learned is that many of the people I thought would resonate with this or listen, no. And then people I never thought would listen and I didn't think were listening have said things like, oh, I listen all the time. And I had no idea. They just listen quietly. 
Again, remember, this isn't about a podcast, but if you're curious about starting a podcast, this is perfectly about a podcast. Number seven, oh, get comfortable with promoting yourself. I'm going to do an entire episode on this, especially for women. It's really, really hard for us to promote ourselves. I have no issue promoting myself. Certainly not bragging. I've got a lot of issues. I mean, I'm effed up in many ways, but I'm really good at promoting myself. It doesn't make me uncomfortable at all. I'll have to think about why. Maybe it used to. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But I learned doing this podcast how important self-promotion is. You have got to be your biggest cheerleader. You have got to be the one that's being so loud about your business that you get sick of hearing yourself. Yeah, but doesn't that sound like bragging? Yeah, but doesn't that annoy people? Doesn't That's none of your business. What people decide about you and your self-promotion is none of your business. People will receive it as they are, not as you are. People will receive your self-promotion about your business or your passion project or whatever it is as they are, not as you are. So it really doesn't matter what you do or don't do. They're going to put a filter up. The filter's already there. They're not even putting it up intentionally. It's already there. And they're either going to find fault with you or they're not. And it has nothing to do with you. But the importance of self-promotion, I cannot emphasize that enough. I have so many like personal friends who have passion projects and businesses and I'll ask them about it and say, hey, are you open to this? Yeah, I am. So why aren't you promoting this? Well, I just don't want to be too much and I don't want to get annoying and I don't know. I, I need to get better about that. That's okay. No judgment, but be okay with the fact that you're not going to get the results that you want. You want to really make money. You really want to be successful. You want something to work. You got to, you have got to be willing to promote it. You need to be able to eat in your own restaurant every day and tell people you ate there and tell them why it was good. Remember when you're promoting yourself over and over and over and over again, you have to remember that Sally, the same person, Sally is not hearing you five times a day. Sally might hear you once in every couple of weeks, and then Mary is hearing you once a month, and then Joe is hearing you once every three months, and then June is hearing you maybe once a week, once every two weeks. It's not consistent as far as when people are hearing you compared to when you're sharing. So that's why you have to keep doing it over and over again. How many times have you seen ads for things? And the reason you buy is because you saw it a, a, a tenth time. If it's annoying, you don't get mad at the company. You just unfollow, right? That's what people will do with you. If they get annoyed, they're not your customer. They're not your client. They're not your people. They're not your tribe. They're not your community. And that's okay. But you've got to, and I will say got to, you've got to embrace and get good at promoting your own passion projects and your own business and being an advocate for what you're up to in this world more than anybody else in this world, more than anyone. The other part of that is that if not you, then who? People are watching. And yeah, you don't care what they think. You don't care what their opinion is, but they're watching you. And if you're not promoting yourself, what vibe does that give? What message does that give? To me, it's a billboard. She's not really confident in what she's doing. You don't have to be the best at something to be confident in what you're doing. You can only be three steps ahead of somebody, but still be confident in what you're doing. 
You can be messy and still be confident in what you're doing because it goes back to number one. If you're following the nudge and you're following the whisper and the intuition, there's total confidence in that. Remember when the why is clear, the how-to appears, the details don't really matter. You're just walking confidently, leaning into towards whatever that is that's pulling you. So promote yourself over and over and over again and stop making up a story about what that means or it doesn't mean. The most successful people are willing to promote themselves, their businesses, what they're selling, what they're trying to grow and what they're creating in this world. Number eight, even when you're a teacher, always be willing to be the student. And when you're in the role of student, remember that being a teacher and just teaching as you're learning is a beautiful thing as well. You don't have to just be the teacher. You can be the student and you can teach someone immediately after you learn something. But on this podcast, I have been a student of these amazing guests who have been on and a student of life and a student from my coaches. And then I get on here and I teach it to you. Whether I've really got a great handle on it or not, I just teach what I know and I don't pretend to know more than I do, but I'm willing to be a student and be a teacher. And that applies to every area of our life, doesn't it? It reminds me of self-promotion. Like, don't be afraid to teach something just because you don't think you're a good teacher or because you don't know a lot. You're not pretending to know it better than everybody. You're not lying to anyone. Just share what you know. And the people who are meant to hear it will hear it. And when you become a really good teacher, always remember where you started and be willing to every single moment of every day be in the role of student as well. Constantly learning from everybody around you and learning from your own mistakes. Part of being a student as well is being willing to say, I'm sorry, I messed up, and I got it wrong. The other beautiful part of it is willing to say, I changed my mind and I reserve the right to do so. Okay, life lesson number nine that came from two years of consistent podcasting when I had no idea what podcasting really was. Many people just don't get it when it comes to being a giver versus a taker. Many people in my experience in the last two years have wanted something from me, have pitched me about why they should be on my show, why they want to be on my show, why their message. I've had so many people say, I really want to get my message out to the world. And I love that the passion around that, right? Right. We just talked about promoting yourself. And they set it from a place of desperation. They set it from a place of I owe them. They set it from a place of expectation, from arrogance. Or they set it from a place of like victimhood. Like it's my responsibility to help them get it out there in the world. And I said to many of these people, get your message out into the world. That growth that it's going to take for you to do that, that's what's going to make you a perfect candidate for this podcast. And I say that with no like, oh, I'm better than you. And I'm, I don't want someone on this show who's using us, using you, the listener, using this platform and like sort of like trying and testing things out for themselves. I want them to know what they're doing. I just said to one of my closest friends, she just launched an amazing business. And I said, hey, I'm very selective about who I have on this show. You know that. I get pitched 
I don't know, at least 10 times a week. And I handpick every person who's a guest. I would really love to have you on my show. Let's have a conversation late spring. She's probably thinking, late spring, what the F? And I said, I want you to have all the kinks worked out. I want you to have your platform ready. I want you to be ready to be on here, not to be perfect, but to not come in here and sort of test things out. How does that apply to life? You may never have a podcast, but who are you in that conversation? Are you the kind of person who expects people to give you a handout? Are you the kind of person who feels that people owe you something? Do you ever come across like a victim? Like, hey, I've got this new thing. I'd really like to be on there. Are you premature about things where you're not willing to show up consistently over a long period of time? or You're not willing to be a student. You're not willing to get into the teacher mode. You're not willing to promote yourself but you go to somebody and give them a quick pitch because you think it will be an easy sale or an easy way to move forward? Are you following the law of the farm? Are you trying to get rich quick? I've tried to cut corners in the past. I tried to do things fast and easy in the dirty way. So, I mean, it's just something many of us have to grow through. But what I learned in the last two years is to get really, really protective of you, the listener. And really, really protective of me, the creator and founder of this show. That's part of me expecting this to be successful. I had to face some of my deepest insecurities, my people pleasing, my need and desire to be liked, my biggest wound of wanting to rescue people, you know, offering to have people on the show and then going, what the fuck did I just do? I don't owe them anything. I, I, it's not my job to make them successful. What am I doing? And I did that a few times and then I didn't air the episodes and I had to explain why. I learned so much about this over the last two years. But when I look at the, the people who've pitched me, 99% of them, almost 100%, they don't listen to the show. Are you kidding me? You don't even listen to this show and you want me to put you on it? You don't know anything about BU. You don't care if you resonate with me or with my listeners, but you just want something for yourself. You see that we're doing well or someone told you about it, or you hired a company and they send me a canned email. I get so many of those. You're not willing to take the time to even listen to one episode or I've, I had people on this show and I gave them this huge platform and they were unwilling to even share it in their stories. They were unwilling to give me even a rating, let alone write a review. Now, do they owe me that? No, but I'm allowed to say that that's a requirement. You're allowed to have boundaries and you're allowed to have requirements for people to be in your life, friendships, romantic relationships, whatever. You're allowed to have standards. And I decided I was going to have high standards for this podcast and it has paid off. There are some people that, have really tiny followings on Instagram. Maybe they're newer, but I just follow my intuition. I follow my heart and my gut and I really resonate with them and they love our show and we click. And so I want to have them on. I had a good friend on here who was just launching a business and I really did just want to help her out. But at the same time, I was fully confident in what she does and what she could deliver. So I knew that if you heard her she and you resonated with her and she resonated with you and you bought from her, she would deliver. I found that some of the biggest names were so generous. 
some other people, it's like they they don't have a lot going on. It's just I like their message and I know that you'll like them. And they're like, oh, talk to my assistant's assistant. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. You're not that busy. Trust me, Judy. I'm I'm positive. Like, can't we just throw out dates to each other really quick? Then on the other hand, you've got someone like, you know, Tucker Max. You know, he's written, I don't know how many number one New York Times bestselling books. And he's like, yeah, what sounds good? And we just work it out. I learned that there are people who will give you grace. And there are other people who will intentionally stick it to you because of their own shit. I had to re-record an episode because I didn't hit record for an hour and a half. I had to eat a lot of humble pie and apologize to two different people, Tracy O'Malley and Tucker Max, because I like three different times completely messed up my schedule. I don't even know what was happening. I just kept self-sabotaging and they were so gracious and they were willing to set a new appointment with me. That was one of the most embarrassing things that's happened in this podcast, but it taught me a lot. And yes, that's still within this life lesson number nine, that some people just don't get it, but other people really, really do. They're givers and they are takers. And you'll know very quickly who's who. So if you're someone who's pitching someone for anything, eat at their restaurant before you ask for a coupon and a good table. Buy their stuff. Don't ask people if you can pick their brain. Look what content they already have available for free and look at what content they already have available for a price and buy it before you ask them to get on the phone or jump on Zoom or meet for coffee. I can't even tell you how many people ask me and still do if they can pick my brain and I can teach them how to have a podcast and I can help them get started. They haven't made an effort yet on their own. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't pick anyone's brain. I paid a lot of money to talk to other people and I did a ton of research on my own. All right, number 10. At some point, when you reach a certain point when people see what you've done as hitting some sort of threshold of success, whatever that is to them, even if they were the ones who ignored you or made fun of you or mocked you, at some point, they'll be coming back and asking you how you did it and asking you for advice. And you get to decide, are you going to be a jerk and remind them of when they were a jerk? Or are you going to give them grace? The answer to that has been one of our episodes, and that is, it was from God Goggles. What would God do? What would God say? What would love do? What would love say? Love is not a doormat. Love has boundaries. And love is completely forgiving and doesn't rub people's noses in their mistakes. So thank you so much much for the past two years. I'm so excited about the years to come. I predict this podcast will go on for many, many years. I'm really, really, really grateful to all of you, to the people who put this together, who helped me with the images, to anyone who has listened ever, even if it didn't resonate and they didn't listen again, and to anyone who listened and knew that me triggering them was an invitation to lean in. Thank you to everyone who's shared even one episode with one person one time. Thank you to everyone who has agreed to be a guest and pour into women from all over the world. 
And I, I can't wait to keep learning with you, keep healing with you, keep unlearning with you, keep excavating with you, keep growing with you, and keep doing life with you. Remember, breathe, love yourself, and surrender. Happy Birthday BU Podcast. Here's to many, many more.